Anyone's Game podcast. Following women's football. Hello and welcome to the Anyone's Game podcast. I'm Kenny Bogue and I'm joined tonight by Robbie Hanratty as we look back at Scotland's crucial World Cup qualifier against Spain. So on a rainy night in Hamden where Scotland were defeated 2-0 by Spain with goals either side of half-time by Jennifer Hermosa. So first of all Robbie, let's look at the positives. A record attendance at Hamden tonight, 7,084 people attended the game at Hamden. Just how good is that for Scottish football for the women's team? Well it's absolutely fantastic Kenny, especially They've put Hamden Park as the home of Scottish women's football and we're seeing more and more game by game people coming along and felt the atmosphere was really good. Lots of young girls really excited and screaming for the heroes, so it can only be positive. No, definitely. I was there obviously sitting in the corner and I must admit I enjoyed the atmosphere. I just I just think we need some songs, that's what we need, you know. But why do we not just steal the men's team songs? Yeah, I know ex- exactly. I thought that because they'll scream, they'll shout, especially when they attack. You can see these girls are invested in the women's national team and that's what I really enjoy. But it's one of those that, yeah, it'd be good if there was maybe some more Totten Army Girls sort of songs. But just a positive, getting that crowd, it can only build on that come the future games. Well, we'll move on now and we'll have a look at the game. Obviously, Robbie, you were in the press box, so first of all, give us your overall thoughts on the game. Yeah, well, I thought Scotland, we came out the traps really well. We started the game, could have been a goal up within the first couple of minutes. Caroline Muir, that first 90 seconds, she's probably my favourite player for Scotland and she was fantastic. She looked like the main business. Considering Spain is seventh in the world, didn't look out of place. And overall thoughts on the game, you look at, you can see the penalty, Nick Doherty, probably unfortunate. So, Robbie, was it a penalty? Is it a Stonewall penalty? It's one of those that, on first viewing, I was... I'm not too pleased about it in terms of the decision. As the crowd were too, I thought Doherty had maybe got more of the ball than the player, but after seeing it back, I think it probably was a penalty. And then obviously, just moments later, there was another opportunity for Spain and Rachel Corsi brings down the player and ref waved away the decision. That one, I think, was the correct decision as well. It's one of those that if the game was all squared at that point, maybe it could have went either way, but I just don't think the referee had too good a game at all, but I'm not taking away the fact that Scotland, no one, listeners of this podcast, I don't think many people would have thought that we'd get to the 70-odd minute with just a goal down against Spain team, a Ballon d'Or winner, would you say? Well, you look at as well the, the game back in November, obviously an 8-0 eight, eight defeat over in Spain, and you've got to say that we were vastly improved defensively this, defensively this evening, and I mean, that was something obviously we noticed. We'll, we'll talk about the referee later on, Robbie, because yeah, there was a few... Very dubious decisions, if you ask me, from what I could see. But as you know, I didn't have my glasses, so I can't be 100% in these these decisions. But, um, yeah, I thought it was dubious referee decisions. But we'll look at the defence, first of all. Obviously, I mean, you've got to say, 8-0 over there, 2-0 over here. We have to have improved defensively. Yeah, absolutely, Kenny. And I think a lot can go down to, I think we've had 9-10 days preparing in camp at the Olium for this game. So I think that can only benefit the side you could see that because so I thought it was a big call going back to before the game big call to drop Jan Beattie and play Sophie Howard who got the BT man of the match and I thought her and Rachel Coyce just one block in the second half from Rachel Coyce and it was just tremendous because the shot looked goal bound to me and she was showing why she's Scotland captain and still at the top of her game in the WSL really and I thought that defensive partnership worked really well. I was really pleased in terms of Spain, obviously the second goal, kind of do that ball over the top and pass and move does pick out Scotland, but they didn't do it 
that well, much at all, really. For all Spain had the ball, I mean, they were nice, did little bits here, there and everywhere, it was nice passing, but let's be honest, they didn't really have many clear-cut chances. I mean, Leah Alexander had, what, two saves I can come, come to remember, you know, and she wasn't supremely tested no. by these efforts, you know, there was nothing that was of grave danger, so to speak. No, absolutely. Like, I think Gonzalez had maybe two shots that... It was bread and butter for Alexander, and otherwise you'd expect, especially after the scoreline in Seville, I was, I'm not going to lie, listeners have probably been thinking the same going into this game. He was cautiously optimistic, but also thought Spain, if they hit their gear, could be quite a few goals. So the fact that Scotland, half-time, I thought 10 minutes just prior to half-time, Spain were really going into the game. And I was thinking, if we can just get in at 1-0, we've got a chance. And Pedro, must have been a swift team talk at half-time, had his players out ready to go, and they didn't let anyone down, I'd say. Well, there was a spell in the second half just before Spain scored where I thought we were great in possession, but I suppose the disappointing thing from an attacking point of view is we've ended up having two shots in the game and not a shot on target. I think that is it. You'd probably agree with me. We spoke about this on the Anyone's Game podcast quite a lot. With Scotland, because we dubbed them the golden generation back in November, actually, and I think... You can see that with players like tonight, Sam Kerr getting a start, I thought she'd done really well before she came off, looked a bit laggy, but yeah, two shots, none on target. There's one Martha Thomas, she's a striker, I thought she'd been a really good shift, but probably should have pulled the trigger rather than look backwards for a teammate, and I think Claire Emsley, I thought she had been some shift, but I think most people remember the, the ball just comes to her, and then she's in a bit of space, and the fact that the control lets her down if she just took a touch and maybe shoots but it's all ifs and buts I think these players playing in Spain it's probably a massive learning curve for them as well and it's going to be only improve them as going forward if you look at the possession stats as well Spain had 71% possession of the ball and you have to say well Scotland worked really hard off the ball and that's obviously something that we you know we can take into future games and hopefully improve on but is Pedro Martinez now Diaz Lopez is he having an effect on the team is Pedro Ball finally showing yeah I think so well we had a bit of discussion last time me you and Gordon McComb about is Pedro been the right man have we actually seen improvements but as I allude to with that training camp and just seeing some of the players that were on the bench like Lizzie Arnott who didn't even get on the pitch who's been fantastic this season I think He's building a very good squad and I think it's a disappointment obviously Euros being in England this summer, Scotland not being there but that's in the past now and I think I've seen enough today, obviously we're not judged, really. I think it was a free hit playing Spain today because no one expected us to win but going forward, can play like that, look organised defensively, just sometimes doing the basics right and I think Scotland done that defensively because some of the goals we have conceded previously in the campaign the basics have not been there it's been silly errors and I think that was cut out for the most part today so I've got to praise Pedro when it's due and I thought his subs were pretty spot on as well when he made them in his personnel and obviously we touched on it earlier on but did he get his team selection right because obviously we were all a bit shocked when the, the team the lineups came out when you seen you know, who was in defence, for instance, like Lisa Evans there at, at right back, uh, and obviously Sophie Howard next to Corsi. Do you think you got the line up right? It's all obviously in theory now and on reflection, because at the time I was looking at the line up thinking, oh, so Lisa Evans getting shoehorned into defence, but I looked at the squad when he picked it, and we've got centre backs like Jenna Clark and Leah Eddy, but there was a lack of full backs with no Rachel Boyle or Rachel McLaughlin in the side. I was thinking, who does play full back? 
fair play to Lisa Evans. I think she maybe went under the radar a bit tonight, but I think she put I think she put on a very good shift. And I know Nicola Doherty did concede that penalty, but you know what you're getting from Nicola Doherty. And I think she almost gives a hundred percent. And I think she won a really good free kick or goal kick during the game as well. We could have been dangerous. So you've got to praise them. And we spoke about earlier defence, fantastic. And the only surprise really in the lineup was Sam Kerr starting because she's really been new to that. Scotland set up and don't get me wrong Sam Kerr's a fantastic player you'll yeah, know from play, watching her well all season so. but I thought it was a bold move starting her ahead of some of the players that was on the bench but like Chloe Arthur started previous games and scored goals but it paid off because I think as I said maybe got a bit laggy later on but Kerr she gave everything on the pitch and that's what you want from someone do you? Well she certainly got a standing ovation coming off so the crowd were definitely yeah, impressed yeah. by her but um, we'll move on obviously we touched on the referee earlier on Robbie but I mean from where I was sitting in the, in the first half and the second half there was so many dubious decisions uh, and obviously Scotland we had four bookings and I mean the referee seemed almost you know, she didn't want to pick any Spanish players. I, I, I don't know what was going on, but I mean, what, what would you say? Look, we're not slating the referee. Scotland were beaten fair and square. It's not the referee's fault. But honestly, what do you think of the referee's performance? Yeah, I thought the referee was just a bit cloud happy in Scotland's favour. Like, I know you can look at it. I've seen a few folk on Twitter say Lee Alexander was lucky, maybe not to yeah, be sent I'd say off. Yeah, Alexander think, was lucky not to be sent off. I'm not going to lie. I thought she was. I thought maybe she was lucky. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was the case. So. So are we being too hard on the referee yeah, then? <laughs> like thinking, thinking back to that, and I also thought Erin Cuthbert, I think Erin Cuthbert thought herself that she'd received two bookings in the space of a couple of minutes, but no. it happened to be Lisa Evans that made the challenge, but I don't know, the referee just seemed a bit niggly. I think even, we had that goal that was ruled out as well, I think it was offside. offside. Yeah, it was offside. We had a free kick and the referee tried to play advantage and then she would have been offside. So I suppose we're still slagging this referee, but in fact, she done us a favour at that point. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you've got to look at it. It's like referees in all football. You've got to get decisions that go your way and you've got to get ones that don't. Because as I said earlier in the podcast, that Corsi tackle, one referee might give another penalty one won't, so swings and roundabouts, really. Should we have VAR in these qualifiers? Because we'll have it in the big tournament, so should we have it in the qualifiers as well? Yeah, I, th- I think so. VAR, there's been a lot of talk of it in Scottish football, is going to be a big vote. The SPFL clubs, and I think, well, this is World Cup qualifiers, there's a lot of stick, so yeah, mar- fine margins for it. It's alright against Spain, maybe it's not working out, but in these games against Hungary and the Faroes in Ukraine coming up, it's no margin for error and these decisions need to be spot on, especially if it's tight offside calls. Well, we'll move on now, obviously you touched on it earlier, you mentioned obviously Caroline Weir impressed you, Claire Emsley impressed you, Martha Thomas put in a great shift, so did Lisa Evans. Any other players out there today that really impressed you or caught your eye? I honestly think each and every one of those players in Scotland shirt and as cliche as it sounds, can go away from that game with a head so tight. I didn't think anyone had a stinker, even Abby Harrison, who I haven't mentioned her so far, and maybe like a form at club level has been really good in the English second tier. And it's one that I was thinking before the game, starting Harrison again, not in a bad way, but she wasn't really, really impressing the training because didn't really do too much in the previous games. But I thought she chased and hired really well, and they got the press right. Like, we are Cuthbert and... Harrison seemed to get that press right and I couldn't really fault anyone I thought obviously we are, if I was going to give my man a match you know BT gives Sophie Howard I'd give it to Caroline Muir just because she's just a tremendous footballer but each and every one of them uh, put in a very good shift 
Uh, we'll look forward now. Obviously, very well done to Spain. They have qualified. They have won the group. But we all expected that at the start of the group. Let's be honest. We expected Spain to run away with it. But Scotland now, we're sitting in second place. We're in six points. We're a point ahead of Hungary. Obviously, next game coming up is against the Pharaohs. We don't know what's going to happen with Ukraine. That should take place in June. But looking forward, Robbie, can we qualify for this World Cup? Yeah, I honestly have, after what I've seen tonight, I have a lot of faith that we can qualify for the World Cup. Obviously, as we know, Spain have qualified, they'll get that first position, so the best we can get will be a second place playoff, much like the Scotland men's team have to reach the World Cup. But it's every, every reason why, and I think Scotland, we was at two major tournaments prior to this under Shelley Curry's management, and there's no reason why these group of players can bring us back that good times and be playing at the top level again. Well, there you go. You heard it here first, Scotland girls. Anyone's game, we believe in you and we believe you can qualify. But, Robbie, thanks for joining us. Don't forget, you can follow Anyone's Game on Twitter at Anyone's Game. You can also listen to our podcasts on Spotify, Podcast, Substack, anywhere, basically. Google Anyone's Game and you'll find the podcast. Please listen in, follow us. And don't forget, tune in, because later on in the week we shall have... SWPL coverage and action. So thank you very much for listening. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Thank you very much.